Hey there, it's Jeff Luther, and you are diving into the podcast for the Service Business Blueprint. This is where I walk with you and help you unlock the secrets to building a thriving service-based business. We talk about everything from starting out to setting milestones in your company you didn't even know would exist. We'll cover entrepreneurship, personal growth, mindset, everything you need for success in your service-based business. You ready to build that blueprint? It's so fun to be back here talking with you guys, um, or talking to, I guess. Uh, the talking with is done after the fact with comments. <clears throat> and there have been a few. Uh, one specifically was that it was unusual that I was stating my goals on this podcast, that it didn't help. And I'll push back a little bit on that so that it, it does. It does help. It's, um, of course, hearing my goals doesn't help you and my goals are going to be different than yours or my company's goals will be different than yours, hopefully. But also it gives us the opportunity to see things through a different lens. Um, and hopefully the, the objective here is that it, pro, it promotes thought. That's the whole idea. And then of course, you know, it's a place for me to share. It's a place for me to put things down on paper. It's a place for me to, to kind of put a pin in what I intend to do, what my goals are, what my um, business goals, personal goals as we go through these. And that's kind of a good segue into what we're talking about today. This is, it's still goal setting. We did personal goal. We didn't, I did. I did personal goals on the last episode and now I'm doing my business goals or uh, strategy goals. Um, <clears throat> and remember last time I talked about areas where we weren't necessarily satisfied. Um, not that there are failures or we're only doing goals to, to fill in the gaps or the losses, but areas in our lives where we aren't satisfied. And one thing that I'm not satisfied with is our business has gotten so complex. It's like we have overcomplicated almost everything. It puts pressure on our people. It puts, it puts pressure on our clients, actually. Um, puts pressure on me. It puts pressure on the people I answer the phone. It puts pressure out in the field actually doing the service because it's gotten so complicated. There are so many areas to mess up. Um, and I'll always say, you know, just, just give us half a chance and we'll make ourselves look like idiots. I don't want to say that anymore. Um, <clears throat> so part of my business goal or my, my strategy goals, whatever you want to call it, is going to be to simplify our business. I want to simplify. Simplifying your business is not very specific. So I want to walk you through the changes that, that I'm going to be making in our business. Um, I'm going to go through two, two things that we're going to change. The first is we're using a really complex CRM system. Um, and that's our, our contact relationship management or client relationship management, customer relationship management, however, however you want to look at it. And there are several out there. They work, they work very well for me. I've never used one. I had people in our organization that wanted to use one. So we implemented it. Um, they handled it quite well, probably better mental capacity than I have, but I'm, I'm not. And so if I'm not, if I'm the one that's, that's saddled with managing it, I have to see an immediate return. And I'm really bad about that. Um, <clears throat> I operate in the world. What I have an acronym for the way that I operate. And when I implement something new, my acronym is RFN. Um, that's how I operate. And RFN stands for right now. 
Um, that's my expectation and that's how I look at things. What's going to happen right now if I implement this? If I don't do this, what's going to happen right now? So I know that weakness, it's a, a strength and a weakness, but I know that weakness about myself. So I have to slow down sometimes and look out in the future and, and project and figure out what it's going to cost me or what the investment or the return is going to be long term instead of being so short sighted. So we're using this complex CRM. Um, it requires an expert or at least someone that that can understand the system almost on the level of an expert. And in our, our current structure, we don't have that expert. We don't have anyone that really has the capacity or the bandwidth to go learn to be an expert. And we don't have that lead time or lag time that we can that we can dedicate to a person learning that system. Um, <clears throat> so. I don't want to make anyone in our organization an expert on a system that only serves one purpose. So I'm going to do the next best thing. I want them to be knowledgeable. Um, our business is seasonal. So what, what we intend to do is use people for this CRM um, that are experts, we can hire this out. So that goes into kind of kind of a, a two pronged approach for me. In the past, we've ran our people nearly into the ground in the busy times until we're absolutely forced to hire until the pain got to be so great that we had no choice but to hire. We were forced to hire. Um, this isn't this isn't really scalable because our business is cyclical. We're always trying to shave off that top piece of the bell curve. Uh, it's not scalable. And then we we have folks that that we've just hired that we have to carry through busy season. So we get busy. I'm sorry, carry through our slow season. So we get busy. And then when it comes to the point where it's just too painful not to, we hire people and then we're on the back side of that curve. So we carry those people through the slow season so that we're prepared for the busy season. A lot can happen between the slow and busy season or between the busy and slow season, depending on how you look at it. So the simplica simplification of these two processes is going to be to hire one. We're going to hire uh, a specialized answering service to help us answer our calls in the off hours, like, you know, the evening hours, five to eight and then some on the weekends. Um, and I'll kind of sidebar here too. you know, maybe those after hour calls and those weekend calls are not as important as we think. For those of you, now those of you that are in the in the service business in terms of HVAC, electrical, uh, plumbing, um, instances where people truly have an emergency, don't listen to me because those calls are critical. They are calling you. If you don't answer, they're calling the next person in the on the list, whatever, wherever they're getting that list from. In my business and other service business businesses, it might not be that critical because folks are calling us. They have several days to get that inspection done. I don't know. Now, I'm not saying that it's not critical, but I don't know that it's critical that we answer the phone at four o'clock on a Sunday. I don't think people are, by and large, going through a list of home inspection companies at four o'clock on a Sunday, figuring out who's going to answer the phone. Now, they may be calling a list that their agent had given them or something to that effect. And the person that does answer just happens to get lucky that that may work that direction. But I don't think by and large that we'll be, we would be excluded from the, the potential of being that service person's go to just because we didn't answer the phone that day. Um, so 
that's what we're looking to do. Uh, the simplification of these two processes is going to be we're going to hire specialized folks to, to answer our phones, to help in those off hours. And we're also going to hire uh, SME, a subject matter expert, as contract basis for our CRM. Um, so remember, we talked about making these goals smart, right? Are they specific, measurable, attainable or achievable, realistic um, and time bound? Uh, so specific, yeah, this is pretty specific. We're going to employ contract labor to answer phone after answer our phones after hours and on weekends, and then we're also going to um, have a subject matter expert that we can hire on contract basis to help manage our CRM. There's not that much that has to be done with the CRM, but it's complex, and to maintain that information accurately over time is the only way you get good data. You know garbage in, garbage out kind of scenario. So we want someone to manage that and be accountable. Uh, so it is specific, measurable. Yes, we intend to have three companies vetted by the end of the month, three companies vetted to answer the phone by the end of the month. Um, and then also have three prospects by the end of this month that could be our expert for our CRM. And by February the 20th, we'll have one company answering our phone. And by February the 20th, we're going to have a, a company selected to be our subcontractor to, to handle our CRM. Um, is it achievable or is it uh, is it attainable? Yes, of course, this is very doable. The timeline's laid out. It's easy to do. Relevant? I mean, of course, it's relevant. It's relevant to our business. I've demonstrated the pain point in our business as far as uh, we don't have the bandwidth to really have someone be an expert in our CRM and the time that is spent on it for an expert is so limited. I'm not sure it makes sense. And then also the, the pain or the pressure point that we have answering the phones on the weekends um, and then on after hours as well, when there's still stuff happening behind the scenes. So you can imagine we don't answer the phone on a Saturday when we have an inspector that's out to do an inspection that can create some logistical issues for us. Um, so is it time bound? Yeah, it's time bound. I've given the deadlines in, uh, in the previous statements there. Really, this should be implemented, done by February the 20th. I'll have to make a note to, to update all of you whether that was a success or not. So I'm sorry, to update all of you when it is a success. It's another thing, right? Given, uh, given my brain a different message when it is a success, not if. Um, all right. So what else are we going to simplify in our business? There's, there are a few things, but the two that I want to talk about, um, we currently use two separate scheduling systems. Um, I say two separate scheduling, scheduling systems. One we're using, which is kind of our scheduler and our, our, our contact database management system, so to speak, but it does reporting as well. And then we have one that we use for reporting that does the contact database management kind of stuff and also does the scheduling. So we are going to eliminate one of those two systems. Um, they both do the same thing. We like the qualities of one of the reporting systems better. And then we like the qualities of one of the scheduling and tracking systems better. But we really do need to simplify our tracking. We are tracking. We're tracking numbers that don't matter. Um, we're tracking you know, when a client calls us back and where we put it, what they call us back for. If it was no fault found on our end, if it's something that uh, was uh, fault of the client or something that was fault setting up expectations, whatever it is, 
when in reality, those need to be dealt with right there on the spot and pushed out to the rest of the organization, tracking them does us no good yet we can watch it deteriorate we can watch that number go down like with us we had a we had a guy in our organization uh for operations who was uh amazing i guess is the best way to describe him and he tracked our accuracy rating meaning that uh there was nothing that we did that we could have done different and a problem still came up but he tracked our accuracy rating was like 99.8 percent accuracy rating and for us, we're doing 4,000 inspections a year. Um, and it's not just accuracy about the inspection, it's accuracy about the phone call, the address, the way we type it in, who we call, the phone numbers, everything. So it was pretty amazing to have that number at 99.8%. Yeah, that's really fantastic. And that's great cannon fodder to tell people, but no one really cares. And I'm not sure that people even believe the number. So we're simplifying what we track. Uh, we're going to reduce it. Um, what are you tracking? Think about that. What are you tracking in your business? I'll give you just a second. Just kind of get with me for a minute. What are you tracking right now in your business that may not really matter? Um, and what I mean by that, you're going to have to get honest with yourself is sometimes I run my business almost like a hoarder, right? Um, I bet some of you out there were hoping for the, or wondering if I was going to include that last syllable there. Um, sometimes I run my business almost like a hoarder in the sense that I, I'd hate to need that later and not have it. And I do, I'm real bad about that with data or data, whatever you want to call it, but I'd hate to need that later and not have it. So that's why a lot of times we track things in our business that might not matter. Um, but what am I doing with it now and how is it adding to my bottom line? That's the question I'm starting to ask myself. Yeah, maybe later it could add to my bottom line. Maybe there's a way I'll figure out how to use it. But for me, I'm going back to RFN right now. Um, so I intend to let go of one of our systems by June the 1st. So June 1 is my cutoff date. Um, the reason all this started, I knew that it was complex, but I thought that we needed it, uh, having the two systems. And the reason it's all started is because one of the companies that I'm looking for, for our specialized outsourcing and answering the phones, they couldn't believe we were using two, two separate systems that do the same thing. They said, this makes it so much more complex. There's so many more areas for us to potentially have an issue. You know, the more, the more steps you take, so to speak the the bigger the chance is of you falling statistically so we had all these steps in place so they said the you know the the more stuff or the more steps that we have to do the bigger chance of us is of making an error so we have to make this less confusing and streamline it we're going to have to implement a third system so they wanted to implement a third system to manage the two and this is when i decided i was like yeah this is way too complicated we have got to simplify this and get down to one system. There's no need for redundancy. And then that's going to eliminate a lot of the opportunities that we have for mistakes. And remember what I say is uh, just give us half a chance and we'll make ourselves look like idiots. And I mean that because we've made this system so complex and, and every time we move is another chance to, to make a mistake or to make ourselves look foolish. Um, so is that smart? Is it specific? Yeah, we're going to get down to one system. Is it measurable? Yeah, well, the number is one. That's the measurement. 
Is it achievable? Of course it is. Absolutely. Is it realistic or relevant? Um, yeah, it's definitely both of those things. It is relevant in getting our business simplified. It is relevant in uh, bringing on a new specialized contractor. So yeah, absolutely. Time bound. Yeah, it is time bound. Um, June the 1st is the deadline to have one system. So if, uh, if I back up a little bit and say that we're going to have our, our specialized contractor answering the phones by February the 20th, then maybe I should back that data. But I think what's going to end up happening is I'm going to have, uh, have some overlap here. Getting down to one system by February the 20th will be a challenge. Um, huh. But I guess, of course, we like challenges, right? So maybe it's February the 20th. I'll tell you what, when I update everybody on uh, on our CRM expert and our call center expert, I'll give an update on if we're down to two systems or not. I'm going to hold myself accountable. The whole point here, the whole point with everything that I'm talking about is not to share my goals. My hope is that you can get some sort of a spark off of my ideas and then think of your own business a little bit differently. Don't misinterpret that I'm saying that your way of thinking is wrong, but seeing through a different lens always helps us in, in seeing that different perspective. Our reality is our reality. That's our belief. Our belief is our reality. In reality, they say perception is reality. Well, what you perceive in your business is your reality. And sometimes it's nice to be open that there may be a different reality out there. So that is the point of sharing these goals. And then also there's, there's a piece of it that's self-serving for me because now I'm holding myself a little bit accountable on the back end and I'm going to have to report back to you guys and tell you whether or not I hit my goals. And of course, for the purpose of, of why I'm here, it's critical that I follow through and I hit my goals and I hold myself accountable. How would I hold you accountable if I don't hold myself accountable? So there's, uh, there's some self-serving activities in this too, but that's the point. Um, I hope this has been helpful. This has been, it's great for me. I'm having a good time. And uh, I can't wait to check in next time and share the rest of my goals with you. And then uh, if you like what you hear, you want more of this, click that link below. And until next time, I'll, uh, I'll check back with you guys soon. Thanks a ton. Thanks for hanging out on the Service Business Blueprint with me, Jeff Luther. Stay in the loop as we keep delivering these strategies to supercharge your service business. Hit subscribe, leave a review, be part of our growing community. Now you have someone to walk with you as we create your service business blueprint. Until next time, remember where you focus is where your energy goes. Beliefs turn to things, so choose the good ones.